Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So today we're going to be talking about the latest uh, Chris Rock comedy special on Netflix. It's called Selective Outrage. Yes, right? the comedy concert. Comedy concert. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Chris Rock, I think we're both uh, big fans. Yes. Um, we're also going to talk at the end because the... the the comedy concert uh, <laughs> culminates at the end with him talking about what everyone's been waiting to hear about for the last year is his reaction to mm-hmm. when Will Smith one year ago got up on stage at the Oscars and slapped him across the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about that whole thing. Um, <clears throat> but first, um, you know, yeah, I, I really like Chris Rock. I think there's something about him that to me is very vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, cause like when you look at a lot of comedians, a lot of comedians are really cocky and can, you know, I don't know. I, I just think he's very vulnerable, yeah, which makes him very yeah. relatable and understandable. And even when he says stuff and you're like, Oh God, you know, yeah. it's still like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. And, um, many years ago I watched, have you ever seen the show on PBS? It's called, um, well, I think it used, it used to be called Finding Your Roots or African-American uh, Stories or no. s- something like that. So, you know, Professor Henry Louis Gates Jr., yes, the Harvard yes, professor. Yes. So he hosts this show on PBS where they take very famous African-Americans like Oprah and um, Chris Rock and um, they help them find out more about their ancestors because, mm-hmm. you know, people who were enslaved, they have very poor records like most people don't even know where they came from in africa they don't know like their family history because they were slaves and they were bought and sold Mm -hmm. and moved around there's no records so anyway they get these 
um, records, you know, from the basement of, you know, these <laughs> old libraries in like the South and, mm-hmm. you know, these librarians go in there with the special gloves on and they look up, you know, all the records of the people and they trace the history. And it's very, it's a real revelation for these people because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like I said, they don't know any family history. So anyway, Chris Rock was on the show and um, Gates was explaining to him that his great great grandfather, um, he had been a slave and then he enrolled in the um, army and fought in the Civil War um, against the South. And then in the period after the Civil War during Reformation, he did very well. He ended up owning like 65. Um, acres of land mm. because there was that period of about 12 years after the civil war where black people could own land and you know they did very well they were very prosperous and then the jim crow laws came in and shut that all down but mm-hmm. chris rock got very emotional and because he said you know if i had known that i came from this i would have see- seen myself and seen my life totally differently. Mm. He's like, I always thought that I was just nothing, Mm. nobody, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, he had that series, everybody hates Chris. You know, he grew up, uh, his parents bust him to a all white school, school, which he he has talked about. And I've heard him talk about it on Howard Stern. He just got bullied and it was miserably ended up dropping out of high school because of it. And I think he just always had like a, you could tell he always felt like yeah i'm i'm just nobody i'm just Mm -hmm. lucky to be like doing any any of this and he said god if i'd known that i would have felt like i was something and my life would could have been totally different Mm -hmm. and it really amazed me that he recognized that like in that moment and could Mm -hmm. articulate that and so anyway just as a little background i think he's just very he's very vulnerable yeah well no that's really interesting that he would say that because you look at his life and you say oh my god well look at where you've you know look at what you're doing look Mm -hmm. at how how well you're doing but that's really interesting because that was very much about i would it's not even it's like how i i would have liked myself more right like i would have i would have thought i was worthy worthy were more worthy yeah yeah i love chris rock i've always loved chris rock i love um, my husband and I have seen him live twice. We went to Reno um, and saw him when he was talking about it was a, a great <laughs> it was a great one because he had just gotten the divorce and he was talking about the divorce and and what it's like and and what led to him you know being divorced. And he was very honest about like I cheated and this mm-hmm. is you know this is why you know this is what happened and I I hate myself that I did this and. I thought, and and as a therapist, I quote Chris Rock when it comes to, to couples counseling more than <laughs> anyone because he has got had some of the best pieces of talking about marriage, right? You got to make old pussy new pussy. <laughs> You've got, there was a joke that he did in Tambourine. So the, the special that Steve and I saw eventually became tambourine and the whole the whole tambourine thing is it's about like marriage is like being in a band and sometimes you're the lead singer and sometimes you're playing mm. tambourine and you know if your partner is the lead singer then you and you need to play that tambourine like you mean it like mm-hmm. don't no one wants to see an angry tambourine player mm-hmm. you know that you that you're in this and the two of you need to be in this together even if you're taking a back seat to that other person and um and then he's talking about this was the best and then he's talking about how 
in marriages, you know, things get stale and things are hard. And he's like, that's not what you should be doing. You should be, this is what you need to be doing. You need to be fucking and eating. You need to be <laughs> going to restaurants and then fucking. You need to be coming and going. <laughs> but I, re- I remember too, when we came back, because I saw you and dad, you came over to our house when we had gotten back from Reno. Mm-hmm. And we were, t- I was remember thinking like there were so many great jokes, but I couldn't tell them because I didn't want to say that in front of my father. <laughs> yeah. Um, and dad's like, well, God, this sounds like a therapy session. And I'm like, no, it's just, you know, he just said some funny things and <laughs> I just didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to say fucking, coming and, going. fucking and whatever, yeah, like out in loud. Front of him. Okay. So now he can listen to this show, <laughs> but we did also see, so we got tickets before the slap mm-hmm. for his, he was coming here to Oakland um, and we came to see him. So we did see him. And so we saw what was the ego death tour, but basically what became selective. Outrage. So he was kind of testing things yes. out. And yeah. so a lot of the most of it, I want to say the Megan, Mar- the, yeah, I remember the Kardashian stuff, Megan Markle, the stuff, the story about him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last 10 minutes he did not talk about, he came out and he said, I'm okay, everybody. Don't mm-hmm. worry about mm-hmm. me. I'm good. And just kind of, and then made a little joke, which he makes in the special of like, I don't need another rapper, you know, hating me kind of thing. (laughs) So, and that was it. And he did not talk about it at all. And um, so I was really excited when this finally came out. And I, and I, my initial reaction when I watched it, because I actually was one of those goofy people that watched it live. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I thought it was great. I thought it was, I thought he did a really good job. And then when the press started happening about, you know, of course, we have to. The Oscars were coming up and re- reliving, and uh, then I saw what Roxanne Gay, who I really like and respect, mm-hmm. I like Roxanne Gay a lot. But then she writes this New York Times op-ed piece that's like Chris Rock looks very small right now, criticizing the special, criticizing him, criticizing the way in which he dealt with the slap part, and I was just like, and and then I went I went online and looked at some comments, and a lot of people felt that same way. I think. Obviously, there's what t- did they expect him to do or what? Yeah, yeah that's what I that, didn't understand. I, I, and that's how I feel about it, too, which is this is that, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of guts and courage to get up in front of an audience and speak, period. Mm-hmm. To put yourself out there on any level takes a lot of courage. And he's been doing this a long time. And he was nationally humiliated, mm-hmm. slapped in front of the world. And that's it's a little horrific. bit of like. You know what? Much like the pandemic, there is no playbook for this. Right. There's no there's sort of no mis- right and wrong. There's no right response. and wrong. There's just how you respond and how you choose to do it. And I think that Chris Rock, I think, you know, processed and probably thought about how do I want to handle this? Do I say nothing? Do I say something at all? Mm-hmm. And I think he was like, well, I'm a comic. This is how I process my life and think about my life and talk about my life. I'm going to do it here. Yeah. But- I mean, I think it was very smart that he waited that full year. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that he talked about it, yeah, he was himself. Yes. He talked about it in a way that felt authentic to him and in a comedy show. And he didn't go too far. I don't think he wasn't vicious or mm-hmm. malicious no. at all. Um, I thought it was just right because yeah, like what, do, what, what do yeah. you do? What do you say? This is, this has never happened to anybody before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it was awful. It, he was, 
he had a crime, assaulted. He had a crime committed yeah. on him. In front of a group of people that no one did anything. Exactly. Well, yeah, we well, can talk more about that when yeah. we talk about what, what actually happened. But yeah, it was, but it, it might as well have been. There were things happening behind the scenes we didn't see on the telecast. But yeah, the telecast made it look like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, Will Smith did that. Moving on, yeah. you know, the the <laughs> the Oscar goes to, you know, and then later the Will Smith wins an Oscar. Ugh. Yeah. And, oh, God, okay, we'll wait to get into that. But um, but I also, just real quick on the Chris Rock. So I've heard a lot of interviews. I, You know, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and I've heard Chris Rock on there many times, and I think he's been great, mm-hmm. you know, very vulnerable, talking about he's a big proponent of therapy. I always appreciate people like this. He's in therapy himself. He was said he was in a men's group, mm-hmm. like really working on himself. And one of the criticisms that Roxanne Gay had is she talks about all these 90s comedians, you know, Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld and how, you know, a lot of these 90s guys are kind of stuck, you know, in the 90s, wanting life to be like what it was in the 1990s. And the thing that I'm and it's the same thing that I think people criticize Howard Stern about, which is, well, Howard Stern's lame. You know, he just has a bunch of celebrities and kisses ass and he doesn't do all the things that he used to do. And it's like these men are getting older. They're evolving. They're evolving. Like Chris Rock talks about, Chris Rock is in his 50s. He's got two daughters. Right. He's evolving. He's not going to be talking about, you know, certain things, but he's still talking about pretty frank things, but he's he's evolved as a person. Same thing with Howard Stern. Right. Howard Stern's 60 some odd years old. His children are grown. He, he is rescuing cats with his <laughs> wife in his spare time. Like, He's evolved. He's yeah. not going to be sitting there asking girls to show him your boobs. Yeah. And you know, if and I, that's okay. And it's ironic. Yeah. We, you know, women especially want, um, <laughs> want men to evolve and mature. And then when they do, they get criticized yeah. for it. And it's like, yeah, yes, thank God they, they, they are changing. They're seeing things differently as it should be. Yes. And uh, I think that's part of being an artist is, is that you, you should be allowed to evolve and change, mm-hmm. you know, and but it's almost this feeling of it's OK if you inv- evolve and change in the way in which I want you to mm-hmm. evolve and change. But I don't you know, but if I don't like the way you're evolving and changing. Right. Then I don't you know, then that's not good. Yeah. Now, I do think that Chris Rock had a few jokes in there that I was like, mm, but yeah, aren't the best. I didn't love. But again, at the same time. I mean, this is the third time I've seen these these jokes and I'm laughing my ass off. I know. And and I that, think they're hilarious. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like he talks about stuff that makes you cringe sometimes and you're like, eh. but you know what? It's tr- it's, it's true. true. It's yeah. true. And it's funny. Yes. Because, you know, if when something's f- funny, I don't know, it somehow takes the sting out of it. Of, yeah. You know, maybe this. But but again, too, it's like, well, and that's one of the themes of, of the show is selective outrage. It's like there's certain things that we can do and certain things we can't. Certain things we can talk about, certain things we can't. Like we, we decide, yes. you know, what's, what is okay. what's OK and what's not. And so as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my notes and writing down all the jokes and like some of the jokes, when I look at them, reading them now, even though I think they're totally funny, I'm like, well, should I say that out loud? Should we we talk about that on the podcast or should Mm -hmm. we leave it out? I don't, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you second guess yourself. You're like, is it okay to talk about this Mm -hmm. or is it not? Which subject? Well, I mean, well, and and this was Roxane Gay's issue about this idea of woke and what he was saying. mm -hmm. And I think that she missed the, the, um, Peace, because what he was saying was like, listen, I have no problem with marginalized people being seen. I have no problem with, you know, people having rights. 
Um, it's that's really what he was talking about with woke, quote unquote. And I think we we use this word woke really incorrectly. Yeah. I think we're not we're not using it properly. Well, it's now been kind of weaponized and politicized. Yes, and, yes. So. But what he's really, but it's what you're talking about, which is the selective outrage of you know one person gets canceled for one thing right. and another person gets canceled for another, and the. the, the the example he used is R. Kelly yeah. versus Michael Jackson. And I think that that, I think it's, it, I mean, I think it, and it evokes, I think what I like about his comedy is it invokes a question when he's talking about it of, yeah, how do you separate the art from the artist? Right. You know, yes, it's easy for me to not listen to R. Kelly songs because I was never really a fan, but God damn it, when a Michael Jackson yeah. song comes on, it is more it's of a, like, very it's, hard. You it's feel guilty. Gu- you feel guilty. Yeah, you know, yeah. What you, I, I know, I do. Michael Jackson's song comes on. I feel yeah. guilty for even listening to it. And you know what? If Michael Jackson had lived longer, he may have suffered the same fate as mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Yes, yes. You know, we Which don't he should should. Yeah, we don't know because that whole documentary with the mm. men who, um, you know, they're now men yeah. who were abused as boys by him came out after he died. But um, yeah, so like, okay, so starting out with this whole, so he likes to point out like just the irony in these things. So Mm -hmm. he's talking about Lululemon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, you know, we all love a a good, you know, Lululemon yoga pant. Yeah. But (laughs) he said, there's a sign outside the door that says, we don't support racism, sexism, discrimination, or hate. And he's like, you're just selling yoga pants. Who gives a fuck? What are you doing about ball sweat? (laughs) It was so funny. He was talking about like hundred dollar yoga pants. He's like, you know who they hate? They hate the poor, (laughs) which is true. I mean, and and so that's what I love. Listen, I'm wearing Lululemon right now. Like I love Lululemon and and I appreciate that Lululemon's put that sign out. I think it is important, but I think that that's what makes a comic a genius, which is like me. I'm walking by going, oh, they're against racism. That's great. But, you know, I'm yeah, but but of course, a comic looks at that and can see how idiotic it that is, is. Idiotic. So, like just like sell me he was just talking about like you know just we would like it i'll take a 20 pair of yoga pants that are racist yeah <laughs> like, racist oh, and he, yeah pants. he talks about you know uh people people tweeting tweeting woke tweets on a phone made by child slaves yes yes yeah i mean it's just it's so ironic and um yeah, and like Subaru, they, they said that they would donate two hundred fifty dollars oh, yeah. to charity of your choice if you buy a Subaru. He's like, why don't you just sell the car for two hundred fifty dollars less? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he's right, and that's all that it, because it's PR. Yeah, it's it it's P- Subaru is not doing it for you. They're not doing no, it for the charity. They're doing it because everybody else is doing it, and because it makes them look good, yeah. and it, and they know that psychologically that makes you go, oh, okay, that's nice. But at a certain point, when it becomes saturated, it becomes meaningless. Yeah. But anyway, this other thing he talks about Elon Musk and that whole thing. I wasn't paying attention. Um, about I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, about you know getting his dick sucked. But oh, he talked yeah. about like how we're addicted to yes we're addicted to opiates but we're mainly addicted to attention Mm -hmm. and that we can't get enough attention and i think that one thing he didn't talk about is we're addicted to so funny he's talked about this with attention because there's two parts to it he talks about the attention of the attention that we get from others but the other problem that we're having in our country is we have a lack of attention like, mm. we can't pay attention to right. anything. Right. Everyone has ADD. Yeah. And I thought that was so... I remember him talking about this when I saw him live. I was like, God, that is so brilliant because that is very much where we are. Yeah. 
Yeah. So is he talking about, you know, the four ways, the four ways, the the best ways to get attention. Number one, show your ass. Yes. To be. What was that? The best thing was, was he saying like Black China has more followers than Gail King? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Showing her ass. Yeah. Be infamous. Yeah. Shoot up a school. Yeah. Be excellent like Serena Williams or be a victim. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and then this I thought was one of the best jokes in the whole show. Yes, and he says, um, talking about being a victim, he says, well, "When did white men become victims? <laughs> they think they are losing the country." On January six, white men were trying to overthrow the country that they run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Nothing could be more true. Yes. And then he gets into the Meghan Markle thing, which I thought I thought this was really I thought this was very, very right on, which is, okay, Meghan Markle, you know, you did. Come on. Like the way he talked about like the royal family. He's like, they're the OGs of racism. (laughs) He's like, they invented colonialism. (laughs) Yes. The Sugar Hill gang of racism. And it's true. They are. So there is a piece of this of this incredulousness of her being shocked that they're so goddamn racist. Yeah. He said, you didn't Google that shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No. And that is absolutely true. And and we talked about this when we talked about the, the, the Harry and Meghan documentary came up then too yes because and they get into the history of that in this documentary yeah and so but the documentary never turns and says well yeah megan we have this history so why didn't you know this right like, yeah no she acted utterly shocked well and she also doubled down and said that she never really felt that way even in america mm. you know because she's been able to i don't know i don't want to say anything too incendiary but like you know she, she I, I, I can't tell with her anymore, like what is real and what is not. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I still, I mean, I still maintain because we've talked about her a few times and I'm sure people wanted us to slam her. And I, I, I still maintain, I think it's it's a very hard position to be in, mm-hmm. but she's really not doing herself many favors these days. It's really hard to like be her It just doesn't champion feel authentic. Because yeah. it's too many stories and there's something, something off about this. Yeah, and he's he said that, you know, talking about her, you know, her and Harry were very upset that, you know, somebody in the royal family was asking about, you know, how black is the baby going to be? And he says, that's not racist. Even black people want to know that. You know, are you going to be a Steph Curry baby? Are you going to be a Draymond Green baby? Yeah. So he said that joke in when I was in Oakland, and I assumed that he was picking people. I assumed it was just because a of local Oakland, thing. Yeah. Local because of the Warriors. But I was like, oh, got all the way to the end there. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know? the Warriors are nationwide. Yeah. Um, and then he gets into the whole uh, Kardashian thing. And this was another one of the criticisms that people had where they felt like he was talking about Michael Jackson, Kardashians, OJ, you know, stuff from the 90s. But it's know? still relevant. It is. Well, I mean, but it's what still he's relevant. really talking about is he's talking about the Kardashians today. Today, yeah. Not who they were no. then. They but, just happen to be connected to OJ. Yeah. And that set up this joke about how, you know, Oh, my God. This this was super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was talking about how, you know, it's 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 really hard, you know, for, um, you know, at first he says it's really hard for a white girl trying to be accepted by black in-laws. He said, but if you're black and you want to be accepted by your white in-laws, you need to marry a Kardashian. (laughs) So Kris Jenner accepts everyone. And he says uh, even a crackhead basketball player and a bipolar rapper. Yes. um, It's true. Yeah. He says. They love black people. The father freed OJ. (laughs) 
which is very true. And we were just talking about how Chris Jenner was yammering uh, on about uh, Tristan Thompson yes. and how wonderful he is. So he's back in the fold now, too. Oh, she's she. Yeah. To a fault. Yes. She she will defend you. Apparently, there's no line you can cross. Yes. And um, Chris Jenner's Chris world. Jenner will support you. She's still supporting Tristan. Um, and then does he talk about? I think this is this when he talks about uh, trans trans rights because he, he talks about how the Kardashian Jenner family really accepted Caitlyn Jenner very quickly. Mm-hmm. There was no, and he talked about his own family struggling to accept. And that was another criticism that he got. Um, struggling was, to accept what? Wait, what did I just say? His own family was struggling to, to accept if someone was trans, oh. if, if their father transitioned into being a woman, uh-huh. how his siblings would react. Right. And um, and that was another criticism where he they feel I have to look at Roxanne Gay's the article, but she there he's gotten some criticism for again like dave chappelle making these jokes and people feeling like he's being insensitive Mm. about the um well i think the difference between him and dave chappelle dave chappelle really has a problem with trans people and he's he's part of this kind he's he's in the mindset of you know, J.K. Rowling is another person who speaks openly about this, about they literally don't believe that, you know, if you're not born a woman, you cannot call yourself a woman. You cannot become a woman. Like, that's very different, I think, than what Chris Rock is saying, where he's just saying, yeah, it's it, it's not that he, he has anything against it, the, you know, the concept. It's just that it takes people t- time to like accept that yeah. and integrate it into your life. I mean, yeah, it would be very shocking if your father came to you, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be very shocking if one yes. day your father says, "You know what? I'm transitioning to a woman." And and it doesn't mean you don't support it or support trans rights. It just means that that that's something that's going to take some time to process. And so, I mean, that was his point that the Kardashians seemed to just be like, "Oh, maybe not Chris, but uh, I felt like the some of the other family members were kind of like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Um, I can't find, I don't know, maybe maybe it was something else someone said. I guess Roxanne Gay didn't comment on it. Roxanne Gay's article is yeah. really... All right. But I do, I, I do want to, because I think she did make a good point here. I can't. I'll go back and look at it. But this was the one, this section about the abortion stuff was the one section that I was a little like, and I think he talked about this when we saw him live. And even then I was just like, uh. yeah, I don't really like men talking about abortion. I don't like men talking about abortion. I don't like, um, you know, he, his big joke was the fact that this is a women's issue, but he's paid for more abortions than anyone else in the room. And about like having a punch card and all of that. And listen, I mean, it just it it's it just felt a little insensitive and it's it's kind of like really i mean is this your thing that you just get women pregnant and it was very crass it was very crass yeah. and really it just it didn't feel like him that's right. the thing i feel like that's that's the thing about chris rock that i really like is he can make some really crass jokes about people but it, it there's always that level of vulnerability underneath like we were saying and and this abortion piece didn't feel like it had any of that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It felt like it had that sort of I'm a celebrity and women are always trying to get pregnant when I'm around them. Kind of that kind of like 
Poor me. Yeah, it felt a little. It's a little bit like the braggadocious. Yeah, if if that's a problem, then wear a condom, Chris Rock. Like, (laughs) yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, you do have control. Get a vasectomy. Yeah, you have control over this. So I'm sorry. You know. Hey. And this is such a thing for some celebrities. This whole thing with women, you know, trapping them and getting, you know. Well, you heard Bill Cosby. I heard Bill Cosby. So yeah. Um. And then, uh, and then he gets into this whole thing about his right, like raising his daughters. He says, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I hate my kids because they're rich." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm rich, but I identify as poor." <laughs> um, and his kids are spoiled, and it's his fault. And then he talks about the story, which he did when I saw him live, the story of Lola getting kicked out of school for what she did. Um, and then he gets into dating and relationships. And then he talks about, you know, women and there's nothing more powerful than female beauty. Um, And that's kind of the end of that. Then we get into the, do you have any other jokes or anything that you wanted to mention? I didn't write anything. So I do, I mean, people who complain about the abortion section, I mean, I'm I'm with you on this. But again, I think that it's it's one thing to write a review and say, okay, this is what I take from this and, and this piece of it. I just feel like in our culture we just we just glom onto one thing. If one if one section of the of the show is not perfect or right. what you want to hear, you're mad now. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so then so he's talking about he says I then he gets into talking about how he gets getting smacked by Suge Smith. Mm-hmm. Um and he says, Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah, he says, I took that hit. I'm not a victim. And then he talks about how Will Smith is significantly bigger than him. Mm -hmm. He does movies with his shirt off. He says he was Muhammad Ali. I was Pookie in New Jack City. (laughs) Yep. Which is true. Um, And then he says Will Smith practices selective outrage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he says, I didn't have any entanglements. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, this one he says his wife was fucking his son's friend. So, yeah, this was a little, uh, really getting into it and then he's i have this written he says why would two people do something that low down everyone has been cheated on but no one's been interviewed by the person who cheated who cheated on them on television yeah i mean i think that what so i think what he was trying what he was saying and and i think he he makes a lot of really good points which is one of the points that he's trying you know he's making is they put all of this out there right. for us. They they put it out there like we wouldn't have known the word entanglement if if um you you know you hadn't put it out there that you're this very and this kind of comes back to the whole Will and Jada and how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate Will or Jada. I you know I think both think they're good actors. You know I like Will Smith, but he, I've never been a huge fan. But the one thing that really irritated me about them is I always felt like they kind of came out with this holier than now attitude mm-hmm. about like we're above it all or we're mm-hmm. special or we're this or we're that. And it's like, no, you know, I, I know a lot of celebrities feel like they are special or they're this. It's like, no, you're you're a person who has a talent that worked incredibly hard to hone that talent and got luck and and circumstances were such that you got to where you are. But, you know, I'm not even sure why. Why is he even talking about the entanglement and all that stuff? Because the the he the, meaning Chris Rock. Yeah. Okay. The slap was the result of a joke about Jada's bald head. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I know he had he had made jokes at the Oscars even um, about them before. Yes. And, and it's, 
well, the the year when um, basically no black people were yeah, nominated. Oscar's so white. Oscar's so white year. A lot of people were boycotting the Oscars. And Chris Rock was the host that year. And they wanted him. They were asking him to boycott. And he's like, no. <laughs> and so he he made a joke in his monologue that saying, oh, well, Jada, Jada Pinkett's Jada Smith, whatever. She's not coming. He's like, you know, that's he's like, oh, God, I'm going to totally screw up the joke because I don't have it written down word for word. But he basically said, you know, that's like that's like me declining an invitation into Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that. And he has made. Yeah, he has poked at them over the years. And I think another thing, too, was that you remember when uh, Jada basically said in front of Will's face in some interview, I forget who it was with, maybe Oprah or something, but basically talking about how Tupac was the love of her life. Mm -hmm. And And I've heard her talk on Howard Stern. She talks about Tupac a lot on Howard Stern. She talks about him a lot. She makes Mm -hmm. it pretty clear that if he hadn't been killed that, you know, she'd probably still be with him. Yeah. And I think that bothers Will Smith. And um, Chris Rock was always kind of sticking his finger in that, Mm. you know. And, you know, he has poked fun at them over the years. But, you know, the reality is, is that the actual joke that he told was pretty innocuous and pretty lame. And Will Smith's reaction was uh, beyond over the top. Well, and I think this is what he was trying to say. He said, you know, she hurt him. Chris Rock was saying she hurt him way more than he hurt me, meaning Mm. that. And this is something I talk to my clients about all the time, which is most of the time, what people do and say and how they act has more to do with them than it has right. to do with you. That we are not as, it's incredibly freeing to recognize and realize that people do not care that much about there, you. People are only thinking about themselves yeah, 99.9% of the time. And and their little orbit and their yeah. little world, they are not thinking, that weird joke or weird noise you made or the smile, They that's in and out. Like mm-hmm. they do not care which is a great thing. It's a great thing that people aren't paying attention to you because you do not have to worry so much about what people think. The second part of it too is, is that what people do and how they respond to you has more to do. It's got to do with them than it's got to do with you. That's it's, it's their anger, their frustration. You know, the barista at Starbucks that's fussing at you is like, "Ah, here's your drink, right? It's got nothing to do with you. It's because they they broke up with their partner that morning or they hate this shitty job that they have or whatever it is. And and it's so the point that he was Chris Rock was trying to make that I thought was really good was like the slap had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. The slap was about her and their relationship right. and where they are and what he felt like he needed to do, which he talks about in the acceptance. Will Smith talks about in the acceptance speech like it had to do with all of that stuff. And um and just this feeling of what he was really saying is it's like. All of these news outlets, all of these shows, all of these like radio shows all called him a bitch because his wife cheated on him and all of this other stuff, which I don't agree with that. I don't think we should be calling him or her a bitch for this, but let's push that aside. And that he's the one that gets hit. Yeah, because he says everyone in the world called Will Smith a bitch. And who does he hit me? He didn't hit 50 Cent. Yeah, (laughs) which is very true, right? He's not. And that is, again... And that is a classic schoolyard bully thing, right? Mm-hmm. Bullies pick on people that they can pick on. They don't pick on people that they know. Right. That are stronger than them and, or, or bigger, bigger than them. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a, you know, a real crappy thing to do. And um, that, yeah. And then he gets into the whole Jada thing. Um, 
And he kept saying, like, Jada, nobody was picking on you, you know, that he once loved Will Smith, that he rooted for him um, and all of that. Now, I do want to say something about the joke and the hair, because the big thing that people will say is, well, he should not have been making fun of a woman, number one. Like, mm-hmm. Chris Rock should not have been making a woman a, fun of a woman and the, her appearance. Mm-hmm. And number two, that she has this issue with alopecia. Mm-hmm. and Which Chris Rock claimed he knew nothing about. Yeah, which which I think some and people And I think knew, most people... I, did, I didn't know that. The only reason I knew was because I happened to watch an episode of The Red Table Talk where she talked about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it really wasn't kind of out there in the mainstream yeah. news. So I, I think that if Chris Rock knew that, I don't think he would have made the joke. No, but it was I don't think he would. Joke. And this I, is the guy who made the movie about black women's hair. Yes. The documentary. Yes. I mean, he's he's he, he is not insensitive to this. Well, but I also but feel like I don't know why I, he I know talked it was about stu- it at all. It was a, it was such a dumb joke. It was such a stupid thing. And I think that right, the Oscars are a weird place. Comedians feel mm-hmm. like they I need to be funny. I think it was an ad libbed joke. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I think he totally. I think he thought he would just like look out in the crowd and see someone and say something. So the joke was, let's just yeah. you know, like put it. He's and he even prefaced it by he saw Jada. Jada and Will are front and center. Yeah. And they're right in front of the stage. And, and she's the, got this big gown on. Yeah. Her. And the her stage, it, this was still kind of COVID-y times. And so they did. It wasn't in. The, it was in a different theater, like mm-hmm. a smaller theater. People were spread out and they were very close to the stage mm-hmm. because the stage had a um, what's that when it comes out? Like a walkway, a like walkway, a, like a runway, runway. And because that's how Will Smith was able to get to him so fast. He was literally sitting right in front of the runway, right in front of the stage. They Mm -hmm. were just he was literally like 12 feet from Chris Rock. So they're right there front and center. And at the Oscars, we all know the hosts make jokes about the the, the stars who are in the front. It happens every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you should be expecting it. But anyway, he says he sees Jada. He looks at her. He's like, I love you, Jada. G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. And at first, both, well, Will laughed at first. Yes, yes. And she didn't really laugh. She kind of cracked a smile, but rolled her eyes. But Will was laughing. Yeah. And and that's been seen a ton. Like, people, everybody has caught that and thought that was was odd. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I don't know where you were going. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say that, yeah, it wasn't even really, it was... Yes, the joke was kind of referencing the fact that she was bald. Mm-hmm. But again, I think if I'm Chris Rock, if I was if 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 I was at some party, I could make the same damn comment. Right. I, I could see myself making the same comment, not knowing about the alopecia right. or not knowing any of that. But you're right. That's one of the things that really bugged me and bugged me about uh, Will Smith's speech, his acceptance speech later, which was the fact that, yeah, this is a part of your job. But mm-hmm. Everybody gets made fun of. Mm-hmm. Everyone's get poked out. Everyone has to smile and eat shit sometimes when they don't want to do it. And yeah, you celebrities have, you get these beautiful gift, $100,000 gift bags for coming. You get all of this, you get stuff handed to you. Mm-hmm. And part of that job is you have to come to the show and wear this gown and kind of take someone ribbing at you right. a little bit. And right. so there's a, there's a big part of me that kind of feels like, you know, Yes, you shouldn't be making fun of women's appearance, but at the same time, like this has been, you know, they were, we've been ripping on people constantly. Yeah, compared to some of the things that have been said at the Oscars, this was so nothing, nothing tame. And you would think, I think he probably thought, well, again, I think this was very ad-libbed. I don't think yeah. he was thinking much about it at all. But, you know, yeah, Jada, Will and Jada are professionals. They, 
they are movie stars. Yeah. Okay. They this they should be able to handle this. Well, and also they're both in their fifties. Both of them started it when they were teenagers. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, this is not like they just got famous it's yesterday. Not their first rodeo. They, they have been famous for 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And um, and also I didn't realize this because Chris Rock talks about this where he and Will, I didn't think he and Will Smith were friends, but he said, Yeah, Will Smith and I had spent time together, hung out, did mm-hmm. this, did that, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, this is also someone that you know. This yeah. is your friend. You know what his intention is. I yeah. think that's I think that's the other part of it. But as someone who had who went, I myself went through something that, you know, I lost my hair and our father made a little stupid joke mm-hmm. to me about like how I looked butch, which was so wrong on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that thing happened at the Oscars, it brought me back to that moment in time of people make stupid comments and you, and yeah, it was stupid and insensitive and rude of our father to say that not the first time, not going to be the last, but I know my father's intention. I know underneath Mm -hmm. that he's just making a dumb joke. And that's what really bugs me about this. It's like, well, come on. You knew, you know who this person is. But again, I think we saw a lot about Will Smith and his level of impulsivity, how impulsive Mm -hmm. he was in that moment. And it's like, we talk a lot about Sister Wives and Cody Brown and how impulsive he is and how he can be angry and reactive. And it's a little bit like how, what Will Smith have we been seeing versus right. the Will Smith that's home? Well, and that's what a lot of people have been commenting on. And I think Dave Chappelle said something along the lines of, you know, Will Smith has been wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. He's been wearing this um, movie star mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with their relationship, like you said, they, they're they're very self-important. Yes. You know? Oh, God. He's been wearing this mask for a long time. And for some reason that night, it came just came off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was. But you know what? Okay, so we all know, obviously, that after after that joke... Will Smith very quickly and swiftly just walked up that mm-hmm. runway, walked on the stage and slapped him, Chris Rock, very hard. Chris Rock, this is to me what is so amazing, how he did not react, mm-hmm. how he kept it together, yeah, how he kept going yes and introduced the nominees for the what he was up there doing the best documentary mm-hmm. presenting for best documentary i mean he made a couple of comments like wow you know will smith just smacked the shit out of me but the composure that he had yes. in that moment i think Ugh. yeah was like i think he just went to another place yeah i mean it was so amazing how composed he was and then you know, poor Questlove, who yeah. won the uh, docu- best documentary for this Harlem summer documentary that he did. It ruined his experience. Yes. It ruined. Then later when Will Smith w- actually won the Oscar, uh, it ruined it for the Williams family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I felt because they, they I had never I told you earlier, I never watched the, the acceptance speech ever. Mm. And and there was like the Williams sisters. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah I their totally mo- forgot their mother them. is there. Yeah. Not, you oh, know? that's the mo- the mom. Was there? She's still them? alive. Yeah. Oh, the, their their mother is still alive. Because the two of them were there with their husband. I, guess I think their, their whole husband. family yeah. was there. Yeah. They, it's the Williams family. You know, Will Smith's family. Mm-hmm. His children. Uh, you know jada uh, you know she wasn't in on this i mean he ruined it for so many people and he ruined this is what he's this is the pinnacle of his career this night is the pinnacle of his career this man has been nominated several times Mm -hmm. never won before he was favored to win he knew that this night was gonna be his night 
and he just threw it all away. Yeah. Well, that, that's so interesting, too, as you talk about this, the pinnacle of his, of his career. Like, this was a guy who was on, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a good show, but it's not, you know, groundbreaking in any way. Mm-hmm. But he was in this good, he was in a good show, and he had, he was a rapper for parents just don't understand. Like, this is a guy who could have very been Jazzy Jeff. You know, he could have right. went off went away, And here he is, all these years later, like an Oscar-nominated winner, mm-hmm. you know, prestigious films. You were at the top of your game. Blockbuster, yes. like making all this money. Yes, yeah. And people still wanted your songs and all of I mean, you are this big yeah. thing. And yeah, you're right. Like you, but you can tell that in the acceptance speech. I feel like when we watched him in the acceptance speech, you could see him sort of swirling of yeah. like, Jesus Christ, what did, what did I, I do? What did I do? He did. And he, cause he was started apologizing to people. He did not apologize to Chris. No, but he apologized to the Williams family. I think he apologized to his family, whoever he could think of. He was crying, mm-hmm. like blubbering, crying. I mean, it just, it ruined everything. I mean, th- that should not have been, God, you worked your whole career. For, I mean, it should not have been that. That yeah. should not have... Uh, anyway, so then there was a lot of controversy about what actually happened in terms of did they ask him to leave? Because mm-hmm. he basically just committed a crime on television. Yes. And um, there are different reports. I, I read that the producer of the show was advocating to let him stay because he probably knew he was going to win the award. Yeah. He needed to be there. But there were other people like backstage talking about i and i think he was some people said he was asked to leave mm-hmm. and he said no i'm not leaving um the the police did come and they i think they uh they talked to chris rock mm-hmm. chris rock declined to have anything to do with it he did mm-hmm. not want to file a police report he did not want to cooperate but yeah that whole thing i mean what what if a, what if a man had done that to a woman what if oh, it, God. what if it had been someone other than will smith you know what i mean like you would have bet if it was they a white been, man or if it was a woman or a black or man hitting a white, white man woman. oh yes oh yes 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 so that person would have been tackled by mm-hmm. security and removed from the building so that whole thing was very weird. And that just shows you the power of his, um, you know, celebrity m- movie stardom. I mean, yeah. he's more than a celebrity. He is a movie star. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was just so well, weird. When I was watching the acceptance speech, you know, of course, Denzel Washington's thrilled that Will Smith wins. And I, I love Denzel Washington. But now I'm like, Denzel. Denzel was defending him. Yeah. Too, defending him. And he basically said, um, Will Smith repeated this, that Denzel told him that the highest moment that's it's you're when you're at her highest moment, that's when the devil comes for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck are you two talking about? Right. Like what? What? This is isn't they, some metaphorical spiritual thing. That, he yeah. Fucking, he, what, what do you mean? The devil, someone. the devil came for the you? devil made you do that. This devil made you the devil <laughs> made you decide in that one moment in time. Like what the I like you, Denzel, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And then I watched because I watched this the apology video mm-hmm. that Will Smith did three months later. So it's been three months, right? I guess apparently well, he, the, the day after on Instagram, yes, I, he, he made did a, do that. Posted yes. on Instagram and Twitter an apology where he did apologize to Chris Rock. But in the second paragraph, in the second paragraph, like it, it, I noticed that what what I thought was interesting it was like excuses, 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 mm-hmm. excuses. And I'm very sorry to Chris Rock and I'm sorry for these things. And I'm sorry, you know, going through 
this list and it's like a true apology is I'm sorry. I'm sorry, period. Period. I, you know, what I did was horrendous and I have no excuse, period. I would love to talk to you if, when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ask, you know, yes, period. Bye. Like that's a, tr- a true apology yeah. does not have why you did it, what's the reasons behind it, any of that kind of stuff. Right. And obviously we all, we all have a reason. We all have a reason behind it, but mm-hmm. that's not a true apology. No. It's not. Okay. So the video oh, is God, very the video strange. Was so weird. It was like this kind of oddly produced video where we see him in his house or somewhere and he basically comes out and says, well, you know, I've been getting all these questions. So he reads off questions that he's getting. And I guess he he says that, yes, I did reach out and apologize, but Chris Rock's not ready to talk. Um, he apologizes to us because his behavior was unacceptable. And he says that he wasn't aware of how many people got hurt, you know, and then he gets into that whole thing of, you know, exactly what you said five minutes ago, which is it hurt the Williams family. Mm-hmm. It hurt his family and her Chris Rock's family. Mm-hmm. I guess Will Smith and Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother were very good friends. Mm-hmm. And he it says like, we're never going to be friends again. Mm-hmm. And that he, and that he then says, I'm reflecting on all this. Okay. So then he says, there's no part of him thinks that that was the right way to handle this. But do you remember his son's tweet? The night of the yeah, Oscars? Some, yeah. So the son tweeted Trey. J- was it Trey or was it Jaden? Oh, God. Which I thought it was Jaden. Jaden's the... Oh, Trey's the oldest. Yeah. Oh, with previous relationship. Right. No, Jaden. Sorry. Right. It's the one that that he has with Jada. So Jaden says, well, that's how we do it in our family. Right. So there's a little bit of like, okay, hold on a second, Will Smith. You yeah. know, like, this is your honest reaction and that's your son's honest reaction to these things that have just happened. Yeah, in the moment. In the moment. But there's no part of you that thinks that's the right way to handle this. Then why did your son think right. that was the right way to handle and it? And why did you obviously think it was the right way to handle it? I so, mean, that, that's such a dumb. Yeah, I, there's no part of me that thinks that this was the right way to handle it. Yet I still chose to handle it that yeah. way. I'm sorry. And, it, it's a long walk up that runway. Yes, you had is. you had time to turn around. Uh, you, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But also, but I just think the way his son reacted that way, like, that's how we do yeah. it in our family. And, you know, it's like, right. well, no, then you do. That's then your family telling. does think this is the way in which you handle things. Right. And I think it's that superior. I do. I feel like Jaden wrote that because I think he feels like he's fucking special because he's, his parents are famous, you know, mm-hmm. like Jaden, every opportunity, you know, you're a Nepo baby. So keep it together here. <laughs> Um, and, and I like that whip, whip your hair back and forth song. It was entertaining, but I'm like, I'm just saying, <laughs> well, that, those, those children are, well, they're not children, but, but they're, they're, they are so entitled. Oh God, the entitlement. So it's just kind of like, no, you did think this was the way to handle it yeah. because your kid is, your kid is co-signing right. it. Right. Immediately after. And that video, he only answered like two questions. It was about five minutes long. Yeah. It, it was very short and it was very fake. It was very insincere. He sounded very robotic. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like he was reading from a script. And, and he was even like kind of smiling and smirking and doing his charming kind of Will Smith. I don't know. I, I will say, so he talks about, he does, he he apologizes to Questlove. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, one of his central traumas is disappointing people. Mm which I think is a bunch of bullshit because as a therapist, I will tell you it's everybody's central trauma. Like this is, this is we as human beings, we 
used to be in groups and tribes. And when we were cave people, we needed each other. If you could not get along with the people in your group, in you, your died. Tribe, you died yeah. because they, they put you out. They put you out there. So we are in, indoctrinated. We have it inside of us to feel accepted and wanted. And so the flip side of that is disappointment or disappointing someone. So Will Smith, hello, welcome to being human. Mm-hmm. That this is everybody's. But, and then he talks about this work, but he does say this, and I, I do want to say, which is he's trying to take, he's trying to understand this. He has remorse, but without shame. He's working on trying not to think of himself as a piece of shit. And I do think that this is the flip side of this. As much as I've, I, I don't agree with how Will Smith handled this. I don't, you know, thought you guys were kind of uppity, but I didn't really like you to begin with, but like, I, I, but I do say that he is right, that shame that we, what we tend to do is we tend to shame, mm-hmm. right? And shame is such a toxic thing that, and, and it's the one emotion that we all run from. Like if we think vulnerability and shame, which Brene Brown talks about, right? If we don't, we have to be able to see the things that we do and, and, process them and understand them and be better from them. But shaming ourselves doesn't solve anything and shaming other people doesn't solve anything. And I thought that part, I felt like that was the most real part, which was, and I felt like a therapist was working with him on this, which is, okay, you're kind of getting to the point here. And that was the end. I was like, oh, we're starting to get good. Like, let's dig into, let's dig into that stuff that you're talking about. Well, you know, his autobiography came out just prior to the Oscars. And in his autobiography, he talks about this kind of this ties in more with like his trying to defend, quote unquote, defend Jada. Mm -hmm. Because that's, I guess that's what he was doing. Yeah, that's what he talks about (laughs) in the acceptance speech was all about defending, defending, defending. So when he was growing up, his father was horribly, horribly abusive to his mother. And he and his siblings watched his mother be abused daily mm. by their father. And he talks about like a defining moment in his life. Like he was nine years old and he watched his father hit his mother in the side of the head so hard that she collapsed oh, and blood started coming out of her, oh. um, you know, mouth and where ears, wherever. And yeah, it was so, it was so frightening to him and he felt he felt so guilty that he he was never able to protect his mom that mm-hmm. he didn't do anything not that i'm saying he should have there was anything he really could have done what's he going to do try to stop his father and get yeah. beat up himself so but he felt so responsible for you know not coming to her defense not being able to help her that he kind of decided that someday but he knew someday he would be able to to protect her mm-hmm. but he felt so guilty about all those years yeah. that he wasn't able to um defend her so that is probably more of the yes that that's is, the that's... that's the origin mm-hmm. of that and i think it yeah because you know people that that story was the story of the year that year when you know jada was it, you know, talked about having a relationship with, mm-hmm. and they always said they had an open marriage and they told each other everything. But yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm sorry, did it really your son's friend? But why? And also, <laughs> and then why talk about it? Just because you have an open Will Smith, you don't see Will Smith coming out yeah. and talking about his yeah. entanglements. But she felt so strongly <laughs> that she had to talk about this 
on multiple episodes. Yeah. yeah. And then he came on to the Red Table Talk show and they talked about it together. Yeah. And so I think that was just very emasculating to him, even though he's tried to act like it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, yeah, we're cool with this. We're open. We tell each other everything. I don't think it's okay. Yeah. I don't think he was okay from that. And then he's got this childhood trauma. And I think it was just a lot of things like I, I think Chappelle is right. I think the mask just came off. It just blew off. Mm-hmm. It could no longer maintain itself. Yeah. It just and, and I think when we, when you think about the mask coming off, it's more I think a lot of times it's not like we're I I can only speak for myself. It's not like the mask is coming off and and Will Smith is really this awful human being. It's like no, no the he's mask just is coming hurt. off and he's and he's hurt and he is not as together and as with we it thought. as we thought. Right. But he has shown us this image of the two of them being this uber special couple and so great and big willy weekend, 4th of July and all of that. And it's like, you know, yeah. And, and the mask comes off and this is how you react. Mm. Like this is, this is, you know, this is how it is. And I think that that shows you a lot when you see these situations about how Chris Rock handled it and how, Will Smith handled it. Yeah. And how very their experiences. Listen, Chris Rock was beaten. He was beaten up every day when he went to school. So he was abused too. He was abused too. So it's not like either of them had an easy time, but they're both people that were in the same situation and you had a choice about how you were going to handle it. And so um, the last joke was about, you know, the way he kind of ended it, which Roxanne Gay was a little like, thought that it was she felt like the whole thing was stale uneven not funny um the last joke was silly and art unartful and you know not like this great moment but i i thought it was a i thought it was a good way to end it because basically what he's saying is everyone the one question everyone has was why didn't you hit him back and i didn't Mm. hit him back because i have parents like i know that that's not going to solve or fix anything i know that and then of course he has to say the joke right don't don't fight in front of white people but also, why did he say, oh, well, I guess he said, because my parents raised me, implying that Will's parents didn't raise him. And that's one of her criticisms was mm. that that plays into the trope of, you know, black men not, uh-huh. you know, being um, raised properly or something yeah, like that. I don't I don't think that's what he was trying to say. But I do. Under, I understand that. I think what he was really saying is I was taught. I was taught not to respond. I was taught right, to not react, not react like this. But he did. But Roxanne does bring up something I thought was good, which she's saying. So he's not willing to fight with black with a black man, but willing to make fun of take jabs at a black woman in front of white people. Right. So and I think that's me. Yeah, that, she, she has a point. Issue. Yeah. She does have a point because I, sure. I don't think it's OK. I, yeah. When are we going to get to a point? Where and this isn't he could have been saying a lot of different things about Jada. It wasn't just about her hair. Yeah, why w- commenting on a woman's appearance? Period. Commenting on anybody's appearance. Mm-hmm. Period. It's just can we just stop? Can we just stop doing that? Yeah. Well, and so, um, the uh, did you watch the Oscars? The Will Smith year? No, no, no. Oh, that, this, this year? year? The Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I watched a little bit of it. A few snips, but not much. See, I thought they, I thought they handled the slap thing really well. I think um, I think someone like Jimmy Kimmel is a great person. Yeah. You know, I think they've tried all these various people over the years. But What did I, he say about it? 
What did who? What did Jimmy Kimmel say about it? Oh, about the slap? I yeah. mean, he just made a lot. Did they he make never, reference he never, to it? He did. He made a reference to it a couple different times. I don't have it written down, so I can't remember everything. But he said, you know, yeah, we have security here. And, you know, if anyone gets out of line or or if there's an incident, we'll give you, we're going to give you an Oscar and let you speak for eight <laughs> minutes about it. Um, you know, he there, there were some things throughout the night. And, and but... And they said, I heard that there were harsher jokes that they decided to eliminate. Mm, and I think yeah. this is the same for Chris Rock. I'm sure Chris Rock had some scathing yeah. jokes. Yeah, he, I felt like I'm he sure, was toning it down. Yeah, I feel like he had some scathing jokes about Will Smith. And I think that he got all that out, which is good to process. That's what I tell my clients, like process, process it out, write it out, get it out. And then I'm sure he then looked at it and said, okay, what is it that I really want to say? Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to say is this. And... You know, just as Chris, just as Roxanne Gay has the right to not like it or mm-hmm. think what she wants to think, and Chris Rock can think what he wants to think, and we can think what we want to yeah. think. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's, it's, it's what he had to. He had to address it, and like I said, he addressed it the way he felt comfortable addressing it through comedy. Yeah, which is what makes complete sense. Yeah, to do it that way, yeah. he wasn't going to do what did he call Will Smith's like video some, a hostage video? Exactly, <laughs> it was like a hostage video. <laughs> But yeah, what's he going to do? Get, make some big statement? It just wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel natural. I think we all know how Chris Rock feels. Yeah. You know, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And so then as a result, so Will Smith did resign from the, you know, mo- motion uh, I thought picture they academy. Out. I thought they kicked him out for 10 years. So no. He can't come to the Oscars for 10 yeah, years. Yeah. He voluntarily resigned as a member of the academy. And they said he's banned from the Oscars for 10 years, not just the Oscars, but anything having to do with the Academy of um, Mm. Motion Picture Arts and whatever it's called, Arts and Sciences. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's very interesting. Like, yeah, is he going to is he going to be accepted back? Um, He made so he made a movie. I think he was involved with the production or something. I don't even know what channel it was on, but um came out recently called emancipation mm-hmm. and he did some press for it like he was on trevor noah and he was it was another big interview he did and i saw some clips of those and it really feels like he's just trying to move on mm-hmm. and forget this like you know of course they bring it up but he's uh, he's now figured out some way to just very quickly move through that and move mm-hmm. past it and he just wants to talk about the the film and but yeah, it's just, we can't just forget. I mean, that was really, that was jarring. That was, was traumatizing. And it had to have been traumatizing for anyone who's a victim of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, just the people who were there. The You know, at first people didn't know, is this real? Is yeah, this a I bit? thought it was a joke. I thought it was a bit. I yeah. was like, oh, they're good. And then all of a sudden I was like, and then when Will Smith walked back and started yelling, yelling at him, I was like, yeah. oh, wait a second. Yeah, this, this is, is real. I thought, it, I thought it was like they planned it or something. Yeah. It was, yeah, which, um, yeah. And here we are a year later still talking about it. And it's still jarring in that way. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It was hard. It was hard to watch and see. And it was... Um, and it's still so, it's just all so complicated. It's so layered. Yeah. And as much as we're trying to introduce all of this AI, because we're constantly wanting to figure out, like, how do we eliminate people? Because people are messy. People make mistakes and they're messy and they do stupid stuff and they're impulsive and they're they're complicated and why they do things is complicated. And so 
And I liked that. I felt like that was really the point of what Chris Rock was saying at the end, which is it's got nothing to do with me. Like mm-hmm. people are complicated. And yeah, he was just and I'm there. just I was just there. Wrong person, wrong time. And there I am. Yeah. But God, he was incredibly gracious. Yeah. I thought he could have. I yeah. mean, he could have reacted much differently in at the show and after. Yes. And he was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows a lot of restraint. But yeah, I mean. Will and Jada, we, we talked about doing a show about Will and Jada, and it was sort of like, well, where do we start? Yeah. You know, it's so much. And God, I don't even know how to even go See, about that. And this is why open relationships, it's so hard to be. I mean, that's why I always tell people when they ask about open relationships, I'm like, you have to be communicating, communicating, communicating. It is so complicated. Someone could be okay with it for many years and then stop being okay mm-hmm. with it. You know, someone, it, you know, a lot of times people use open marriage as a way of like getting out of the marriage, mm-hmm. you know? And so if they've had, you know, I think that m- much like re- people that have been married for a long time, you know, everyone has their certain situations and all of that, but they never needed to tell anybody any of these situations. Like, they, you're right. They really didn't. Yeah. And she could have just let the August, I guess the guy's name was August, mm-hmm. right? That she had the entanglement with. She could have just let that roll. And yeah, why did she make because, that public? It was almost to hurt him? I don't know. Why? To, to hurt August or no, Will? No, to hurt Will. I don't know. Oh, no. You know what happened? August came out. Yes, he, he did. He outed and she, them. But all she needed, she either needed to just ignore it mm-hmm. and it would have blown over. Right. I really do think it would have blown over. She just ignored it. Or she could have come out with a statement and said, you know, whatever she said. But listen, we see this constantly. Adam Levine is sexting women, you know, with a pregnant wife, right? Like we, we see this piece of it that it's hard for regular people to be married in a relationship for a Mm. long time. And yeah, these things do, these things happen, but just because your life is public, we don't need to know all these things. Like, right. You could have just let it roll along. Yeah. You didn't have to share so much, but yeah, I mean, this came out, well, they were always talking about this open, whatever, but yeah, finally somebody talked, Yeah, you know, and it kind of blew their, but I feel like this, I always feel like they talked about it and I felt like they did it in a way of being like, we're so evolved. Mm -hmm. Our marriage is so evolved that we have this open marriage and we talk about these things. And then all of a sudden it comes out that Jada, again, having your, your son's friend, yeah. or it was, I guess, Will Smith's son with a previous... The older son's the older friend. Son, but like, but he's still like a, like a 23-year-old yeah. or something. Yeah, he's your 20... I mean, if Will had done that... Yeah. One of, like... Uh, Willow's friends. Willow's or... friends, that would have been a whole other thing. But really, you have to pick this person. So that, to me, feels like you're, you're not doing a very good job with your open marriage. Because mm-hmm. your open marriage, we should not hear a goddamn thing about mm-hmm. anything. Like... You, she she was not being clean with August because August fell in love with her mm-hmm. and they had this thing for a while and that's why he came out. So I'm like, no, Jada, like that's not open marriage. Like August, you and August should be talking. Like, no, that did not to me sound like an open marriage. I think that the two of them have this open marriage mm-hmm. and I think that they've done it to be like, well, we both want to sleep with other people, but we want to stay together. So let's have this open marriage. And then Will's like, wait a second, you slept with my son's friend and wait, you, you're yeah, in love? He's in love with you? That's not what I thought. No, that's not what I meant. I thought we were just sleeping with people on the road here. <laughs> you know, what's going on? Yeah. Well, yeah, they claim they'll never get divorced. Ugh. It's never going to happen. They'll always be together. We'll see. But, and that's, but that's also a little thing of like, okay, why, you know, who yeah. are you trying to prove that to? Right. Who are you trying to 
Okay. Impress. I don't know. Yeah, that you've stayed married all, married all these years, but then what? So there is this point of, of which, like, yeah, maybe if it would have been better if they handled that differently, maybe the slap never would have happened. You yeah. Know? Anyway. And poor Chris Rock was just oh, in the so wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. Hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> Our take on Ooh. something that happened a year ago. Yeah. Well, it's still very relevant yeah. and it's still, you know, people are still talking about it. And, uh, and it's very layered. It is very layered. And maybe sometime we'll figure out exactly how to discuss Will and Jada. Although I'm a little bit tired of them. I don't really want to talked about them for a while but chris rock fans forever yes yes. (laughs) okay so if you like our podcast we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe and also uh, if you can leave a five-star review and rating and that would really help us out we appreciate you making it through if you're still with us yes and uh we'll see you next time all right all right Bye. bye 